0: I'm James Zug, and this is Outside the Glass. Outside the Glass is brought to you by squashproshop.com, our source for equipment for racquetball, badminton, paddle tennis, and, of course, squash. They carry a great selection of squash equipment from all the top manufacturers at the lowest prices. Rackets and shoes, balls and bags, goggles and grips, they've got it all, and they offer fast and free shipping on orders over $25 for the best selection prices and service on the internet visit squashproshop.com today we have a conversation with ronnie vlasics ronnie um has just arrived here in the u.s to be the squash director at squash on fire the new club uh in washington dc conversation we we sat down in Yerevan uh in a uh an empty room in in our uh, guest house and um uh, so the sound isn't isn't perfect, but it, it's pretty good. And I'd also like to add, thanks so much to everybody who is uh, rating and reviewing uh, this podcast uh, at Apple Podcast. We really appreciate that. It really helps uh, get more people paying attention to the podcast and sharing it and uh, getting the word out. So, all right, enjoy uh, our conversation with Ronnie. So, Ronnie, um, first thing everybody knows about you is your hair. <laughs> have you always had hair like this, or did it, you know, was it something as an adult that uh, kind of sprung out, or, or uh, how did you develop your signature hair?
1: Um, I have more than, let's say, 34 years. So, it's, um, yeah, it's a long-time story. So, it, it happened like that, and it stayed like that. Let's put it that way, yeah.
0: So, when you were a boy, you had had... Hair that wasn't as flamboyant, or or did you always have it?
1: I looked. At, uh, I mean, it was a a, the same, but but um, now I got it more, let's say, more in a certain style since then. So yeah. it actually grows slowly to that to that style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, well, it's uh, it's it's your signature look. So people uh, every time we see you in a photo, we're like, Ronnie was there
1: yeah yeah that's right yeah that's uh, what people tell me that uh, even if uh, 500 people sitting in the audience they always uh, recognize me somewhere because uh, for some reason it's like it pops out of the group and yeah it's also for my family, it's quite easy, because on airports, I'm easy to find. <laughs> for my, yes, for my players, when I travel with them to, let's uh, say, to, to the tournaments.
0: They know where you are. They
1: know where I am, so especially for the young kids, uh, they, because I, when we travel as a group and I'm responsible for the group, they always, they always find me in the, in the car. Do you get
0: uh, confused with Rod Stort? Uh, Do people come up to you and think you're Rod Stewart? That's a daily thing.
1: That's uh, really? That's yeah, that's, uh, that's something that I I don't notice that anymore. But people who, who around me, ever. no, people who, who go with me on the streets or who are with me in bars or in restaurants, uh, people come up to me and um, even here, like yesterday, there was uh, somebody who came up uh,
0: for a photo. So uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you somebody here in Armenia yeah, took a yeah, photo yeah. oh, of you, yeah, yeah, yeah. thinking that you yeah. were Rod Stewart. After
1: after being here for one hour, even not even not one hour. So um, that's how, that happens, and uh, especially when I travel to the like Asian part mm-hmm. of the world, then it's incredible. Uh, I think it's a combination being blonde and tall, and then looking maybe I recognize that person. But, but it happens everywhere and it still happens and it's it's in Belgium, Netherlands, everywhere. Yeah. And some people, they don't understand that it doesn't bother me. Because, but I have to say, I don't notice it anymore. It's like uh, people turn around when I pass them and then they start uh, talking. Talk. Look, look at that. And, and my friends who are with me, now they get used to it also. Yeah. They. They even don't care, or they say to me, Ronnie, there's another one, wait, wait, there's one approaching, uh, yeah, east side, yeah, there, there, yeah, there it comes, there it comes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's have they ever goes.
0: asked you for an autograph?
1: Yeah, I mean that. Um,
0: all the time? Thousands, thousands have you, have in you, my have life. You, have you ever written your name, like, you say Ronnie, or do you? No,
1: I always play the game like they want me to play it. Mm. Obviously 99% knows that I'm not Rod Stewart, so I write uh, something down, like, with love. Right, uh, good luck. And Jeff. then I'm, and I, I, I make something that looks like an R and something, and, and a T, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You need to meet Rod Stewart, right? And, um, and uh, go on tour with him. Yeah, that would've would been nice. Uh, yeah,
1: and I went to some concerts of him, yeah. 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 But I have to admit, uh, that's what people ask me also. That's Are fair. you such a real fan of him? Mm-hmm. I'm actually not a fan of anyone in music. It's not. It's not. I like it. I like his. I like his songs, but it's. It's not that I know the all the lyrics or something. No, I don't know. Nothing at all about it. But yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, Yeah. people. People. People are like that. Yeah.
0: So you and I were talking today. um, You grew up as a cyclist. Yes. And why did you love cycling? What What was it about biking that you fell in love with?
1: Uh, it's a very easy uh, answer. This uh, because uh, I want to be the best with my own physical uh, abilities. My, uh, so that means that when you start, let's say, on a certain starting point, starting point, yeah, yeah, I wanted to be the first one on the finish line. And and the sport cycling gave me so much because it was such a tough sport and mm. um, the conditions who who I, the conditions in the sport was so big. Let's say weather-wise. Uh, um, also let's say the, uh, what kind of stages you're doing, you had mm-hmm. flat races you had mountain races, you had time trial, all that together made it for me, let's say like a real passion and it's still mm-hmm. there it's still in my soul yeah.
0: you, Did you grow up in Brussels or where did you grow up in Belgium?
1: No, I, I grew up um, I'm very happy not to be growing up in Brussels but uh, <laughs> um, I mean I, I grew up in a very small village in the northeast of Belgium mm-hmm um, 500 meters from the Dutch border. So it's a very, it's, it's called, it's the Flemish part of Belgium. And, uh, yeah. I, so you're I,
0: fluent in how many languages?
1: Let's say fluent. Uh, I, can can consider a, I can consider four fluently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think, yeah. for me, for me, speaking different languages, that's uh, I think an advantage in my, in my sport, in my, in my profession. Yeah that's um, yep. something I like because communication is one of the skills that I think a coach needs a lot.
0: That's right. Yeah. Um, so must, cycling must have been a real popular sport as a, you know, where you were growing up. That was a major yes. activity, right? Um, when did you first come across squash or how did you fall into squash?
1: So cycling was the second uh, most important sport in Belgium. Because we, football is number one, cycling is number two. Um, I did actually really good in cycling. I became very young, professional. Um, I won 176 races. So actually, my career as a cyclist was actually meant to be a cyclist's career. But then when I became professional, my life changed. Because in professional cycling, it's, uh, it's not about my passion, starting at the start grid and go, trying to be the first at the finish line with, using the same weapons. And that was not there anymore. Using the same weapons, that was gone. So I don't want to get into it into detail, but I think everyone in the world knows that it's some kind of a world where you need to follow certain patterns. If you, if you, if you don't do that, nobody's, nobody's going to push you in that. But if you don't do that, you, you can't just keep up with that high level. What and I was this doing. was in
0: the 1980s. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, Late 80s.
1: I finished my uh, cycling career in 1991. Mm-hmm. And I started professionally. I started in 1985. Yeah. Um, so then, my last year as a professional, I, I got to know my, my present wife. Uh, so she was managing a sports club in the Netherlands. And this sports club had f- five squash sports, so and then yeah, we got into a relationship and then um, i was I was riding in a small Belgian team and not doing the big races and then i didn't I, I couldn't find the motivation that much anymore and then uh, I made the decision to just help my wife in managing the sports club, and that's actually my first connection to squash and uh, I think that, that was the step. That was the yeah. moment that I went in, into the game with the same attitude as a professional athlete that I was as a cyclist. and So I wanted to be the best immediately. But then I noticed that from a non-technical sport, a non-skilled sport like cycling, going into a completely skilled sport, that, that was one bridge too far at that moment. <laughs> Yeah, so that took a lot of time to to realize that mm. that's not that easy to do.
0: Yeah. Well, one thing we were talking about about Paul Asiani, was he was 27 when he first came across squash, and when you're and you were 26 or 27, yeah, 26, same thing, right? Yeah. So as an adult, uh, you approach it very differently than you do if you're a 10 year old or a 15 year old, and it that can really help you as a coach because you are aware as you're trying to learn this game you're learning what it takes to teach other people how to learn the game. You know, that the, the, when you're 15, you don't really understand what you're learning, you're just doing it. And, yeah. and uh, as an adult, that might have helped you become a, a good coach by, by having to go through it yourself.
1: Uh, I, I don't know if I'm a good coach, but uh, because <laughs> I don't want to say that for myself. But the thing is that what you are saying is, is actually quite right, because uh, the process that you have as a junior player is completely different than the process as an adult that you 're actually putting yourself on a certain mm. path, and this path you 're looking for people who can help you in certain in certain places in certain areas. so I came across a lot of people who gave me a bit of a small injection in sense of uh, skill and technique mm. and tactics uh, physical that was not the problem obviously. Uh, so, and and going through that path, it made it more interesting. The game, I, I started to understand the game. And then I started to do a bit of coaching with mm-hmm. my clients in my club that I was running at that time. Yeah, where was this club? In the Netherlands. Where, 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 in? in? Weert. It was uh, it's between Maastricht and Eindhoven. That's, yep. let's say, the start of the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I started to coach my clients and um, yeah, I said okay This is, I like this job let's develop and then I did my, all my coaching development in England mm-hmm. um, it took me about 3-4 years in total to get through the, all the, course the levels. courses yeah all the levels yeah. and I had a very good uh, let's say um, uh, tutor he became a good friend of mine he was at that time Eng- England national coach Paul Wright is his name yeah. Paul is in New Zealand now yeah. and he was the one who uh, who taught me all about coaching players, about mm-hmm. developing players, about um, coaching attitudes. Also, it's it's not it's only, it's not only the knowledge because I think the knowledge you can grab it everywhere, but mm-hmm. it's more the the coaching. Being a coach is is the personality, it's it's the passion. Is, it's let's say being a coach. That's that's a way of life. I think, and, and that's maybe you as a journalist and as a passion squash mm-hmm. player, you com- combine these two things. I could not do your job because it's something, you need to be, you, you, you need to have that, that quality to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I think that's something when you can follow your, your passion and, your, and mixed with the love qualities you have, the magic, yeah. magic, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I think as a coach, you're not teaching especially with adults uh but with kids as well you're not teaching just technique you're teaching uh by by role modeling by 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 showing your passion showing your good sportsmanship showing uh you know different ways of approaching this sport uh, in this community Um, and you know for instance you love traveling like you, 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 go all over the place and showing everybody your love that, that you know we're part of a global community. So the people you work with go, yeah, squash isn't just something I do here at my club, but it's something that leads me into this whole, whole you know global uh, community of, of players.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And squash is a small world in a sense. If you compare it with cycling, then squash is a small community. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy that it gets bigger and bigger. And I think that all of us, also people who are here doing this project, we want to make it even much bigger than it is right now. And my coaching job, let's say my coaching, what I'm doing, it's like I'm guiding people to a certain level. Mm. It's like when a little baby is born, First step, when the baby wants to start walking, it's not going to happen immediately. So you have to assist, you have to guide, you have to hold it, you have to help it, uh, give it a small hand, then it starts walking on your hand, Then, then it can walk by itself, and you still actually coaching. Yeah. And then when, let's say, 16, 17 years old, you're not telling them how to, to walk. No, maybe you're saying, okay, be careful. Don't, don't do this, don't do that. Don't go there because it's dangerous. This will help you. So it's the same process. Yep. I don't have to say to my, uh, let's say, my best player in my group, uh, number five world ranking, I don't have to tell him, Simon, I think you need to hit the ball a bit more, uh, a bit more high on the front wall, or lower yep. on the front wall. Obviously, that's not the case anymore. The case is, okay, how can I put this player at the right time, hmm. in the right, let's say, physical state, the right mental state. <clears throat> and in the right uh, state of happiness. So, mm. Because if you go to a tournament and you are not clear, happy in your head, it's not gonna happen. Okay. So that guidance that I have to take care of, that's the most important thing,
0: I think. Yeah, so the higher <clears throat> the level goes, the more it's the mental side of the, of the coaching that's important, not, yeah. the, uh, you know, not the technique or yeah. tactics. Yeah. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. because um, technique, Technique is actually not the word that I like to use because I, I think technique is, is, a very, is a word what people misunderstand quite a lot because when they see somebody hitting the ball, they say, yeah, well, that's a great technique, but that's not true. That's a great skill mm. because technique is something else. It's, it's technique you can't see. the skill you can see. Yeah. And so I think technique was, and I was one of them, I, I had I made the same mistake when I started coaching, I was a bit overestimated in the sense that you working too much on in that area, but maybe starting earlier to learn how to play, that would help a lot of players to be a better player than they are right now, so that experience, that's something I think makes a difference between uh, good coaches and mm. very good coaches and that's, and that's something that I want to share with all the other coaches mm. yeah. Yeah. Outside the Glass would like to thank our sponsor squashproshop.com our producer Grant Irving our social media manager Laurel Holly and all our loyal listeners who have shared their enthusiasm for the podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and most importantly with their squash friends
0: You're good. You don't need a second take. Thanks, Grant.